OMG, welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number 37. We are the podcast about bad books, movies, and TV. Today we are talking about the second half of L.A. Candy, the first book uh, written by Lauren Conrad and the third one she ever read. Hopefully the last. <laughs> if you'd like to if you'd like to make this one of the books that you have read, you can get it for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Uh, they'll give you a free book for signing up for a trial subscription for being our fan, and then you can get this book for exactly the amount of money that it's worth. Free! Free! Uh, let me introduce today's panel. We have a very special panel for you today. First up, he didn't sign a release to be on this show because he's trying to make it as a real actor. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ezra. Just, just blur out my face, okay? Um, I'm going to be famous one day, and it's not going to be for reality TV. Also joining us today, he used to be a player, but then his friend got in a car accident like two weeks ago, and it totally changed his life. Welcome, Chris. Hey, uh, I'm really nice, but, you know, after a couple drinks, I might just try to tap anything that moves. What up? (laughs) Also joining us today, we have a very special guest. She's so new at being a celebrity that she still screws with the window open. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kate back to the show. Life is so hard when you get everything you asked for. I'm just going to go to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, I'm your host. I want to get famous so badly that I'm going to start taking pictures of celebrities in their underwear. Wait, you mean America doesn't love the paparazzi? Oh no! (laughs) Hey, Alex. After all the shit-talking on paparazzi, she's like, if I just take pictures and sell them to gossip magazines, I'll be the thing. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't the first discontinuity of thinking in this So let's start like we like to do with the first half of our compliment sandwich. It's part of any good criticism, and we are great criticism. So, uh, uh, Kate, as our guest, you have the choice to go first or last in the compliment round. You know, I'm going to have to go to last so I can think of one. I guess I'll start then. So for my major compliment, Lauren uh, heard my complaints from last week about how hard it was to tell characters apart in the first half. So she turned up the obviosity meter. At one point, point, Brayden comes to the door, and this is the exact quote from the book. Hey, Janie, it's Brayden, Brayden said from the other side of the door. (laughs) Brayden said that? I'm not paying nearly enough attention to get the word when you said it three words ago. (laughs) It's true, though. You totally need this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Ezra, why don't you go second in the compliment round? Okay, sounds good. So this has some of the the most real, the rawest dialogue I've ever heard. So this is... um, this is between uh, Jane and her boy toy, who's going to be a, a dick later. Right. Hey, I have to go to the men's room. You got to go to the men's room? Yeah, I got to go to the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel that, right? You like, you know they want to go to the men's room really badly. <laughs> and that's so. back to what I was just saying. She's knowing her audience and summarizing for us every few moments. <laughs> Nothing has happened since the last time I said I had to go to the men's room. So <laughs> <laughs> was this during his birthday party when he when he went to the men's room he meant i'm gonna go sleep with some women on this first floor yeah, yeah i'm gonna have a, a drastic character change uh when i'm in the men's room it's really awesome because he's like he, he said it three times and he really didn't mean it any of those times <laughs> uh chris your major compliment my major compliment is that for a second this book was smarter than me um, oh, so, second. Well, there was a. They, it taught me a word. Oh. Um, yeah. So uh, at one point, Madison felt a frisson of alarm. Oh. <laughs> I looked up, and it means a sudden onrush of emotion, and it's French. 
And you know what that means? It means that whoever edited this book is smarter than me. (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Random House Kids Publishing Editors. Harper's Children's. Harper's Children's, whatever. (laughs) Wow. But yeah, I didn't know Frison. And, you know, why would Madison know that? Why would Lauren Conrad know that word? They don't. Probably <laughs> spent some summer in Paris sometime. <laughs> right. Madison was, yeah, was pro- probably has a condo there to escape to when things are getting too real. Yeah, they, they had to, maybe they had to like console guys about their Frison ejaculation. <laughs> Gross. They want it at least a premeditated Frison. None of this surprise <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, all right uh kate before ezra gets gross again uh what's your major compliment yeah surprise freeze on is pretty bad um (laughs) see i will say that there was a time where they name dropped about five bands in a row and they would have been bands that i would have name dropped about five years ago yeah (laughs) so I gotta say, mentioning postal that you like postal service and death cab in the same sentence is kind of a, I don't know, a little redundant. It means you don't know anything about who's in those bands. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, Elliot Smith's "Say Yes" was also mentioned, which by, says by, all those things. Yeah, but that's by Trevor, the producer. But to be fair, they're all Lauren Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just make you turn around. All right, well, uh, uh, before we go any further, I think we should probably have Chris summarize the second half of this novella. So, Chris, uh, 20 seconds on the clock. What happens in the second half of this book? So there's still four dumb girls in L.A. They're on reality TV. One of them is the star, but the mean one wants to be the star and isn't the star. So she stabs the star in the back with paparazzi, and uh, everybody sleeps around, and then later they don't solve any of their problems and go to Mexico. Excellent. <laughs> nice. I like that you made paparazzi sound like a, like a kind of knife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some guy in prison who like took his tray and sharpened it into a paparazzi. <laughs> on the concrete over and over again. Yeah. I think that's what the Lady Gaga song is about. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't believe- now oh, that yeah, you mentioned it's going to be way yeah. too popular and we can't like her anymore. Yeah, this is what will make Lady Gaga popular. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was actually just kind of confused at first because Ezra sent me and he said it was the second half and then it ended so abruptly. <laughs> I thought we only got the second, the first half of the second half of the book. I mean, yeah, yeah I thought there was a third part to it, but no, no. Yeah, because yeah. there's this problem where Madison totally betrays Jane. And, you know, gets the pictures of her and Brayden hooking up, like, to the Gossip Mag. And, you know, everybody's crying and discussing things over Apple Teenies or whatever they do. And then it turns out that Madison tricks Jane into running away to Mexico, you know. So yeah, she- like you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like credits. And yeah. You're like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I realize this is part of a three-book deal. I was just, which must... Is yeah, it? which oh. must be very painful for English majors everywhere. Yes, Chris. I- <laughs> uh, hey, I, I'm a minor, and it hurts a lot. So I- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought that the other two books might be about something else, but it looks like they're going to be a series. Uh, are you sure she didn't get a three-chapter deal? <laughs> possible? I wouldn't call this a cliffhanger ending, because I don't care about what happens. So it's maybe like it's like <laughs> a, a, a ledge or like a curb ending. I like to think of it as a skate ramp. 
<laughs> but um, I, I liked it because it's like so Scarlet has this realization that it's actually Madison, you know, who who set up Jane and 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 was 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 evil. And then we find out that that Madison and Jane, you know, going to Mexico. And like the the Scarlet is so freaked out that you think that like Madison's just gonna kill Jane. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh my god, she's with the killer. <laughs> so, so that gives me hope for the second book that maybe she, you know, Madison, it will just go go full evil and um and and kill the rest of the LA Candy Girls. Full evil, <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah. you you referred to it as a cliffhanger, and I I was thinking that it was a cliffhanger, but it, since we didn't care about any of the characters, it was sort of like, yeah, you're on a cliff. Well, this little piggy went to market. This, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Here's a note. Okay, so she sta- she sounds stupid, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, after watching The Hills, I now know that you know a lot of people on that show sound stupid. Mm-hmm. But what is it to sound stupid? You know, like is this a fair judgment of just people who talk slower? I don't but, know. She just had one of those voices that I instantly tune out. It yeah. just couldn't. But what make is it about? Mind. Like, what's the taxonomy of that voice? I mean, like, what? Okay. Yeah. From why, whence why does is... the stupid come? You know. I like, think gotta... poor diction is part of it. <laughs> So like word choice, it's like sloppy word choice, a lot of little words, no variance in sentence length. I mean, like, mm-hmm. what, what do you want? I guess I'm not looking for a diagram, but give me a diagram. <laughs> Chris, oh. do you want to know how to sound less stupid? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I go to parties and I'm just instantly dismissed. So. <laughs> Part of being the hot person on TV that she just, I don't know. People have always sort of listened to her, no matter what she's saying, and she doesn't really have anything to say. Mm. Yeah, there's never like a feedback of like, it will only pay attention to you if you sound say something smart. Right. Oh, they're just like they're like rats in like a cage have been rewarded for doing the wrong thing. The, uh, uh, that light blinks, I get food. That light blinks, I get food. Nothing blinks, <laughs> no I get food. I get food for being awesome. <laughs> so Science. She, we, need, we need to start shocking her. <laughs> yeah, she seems to have done it to us instead. <laughs> no, it does kind of, to get through it, you do have to sort of become like her. Because you, you have to stop thinking to make it kind of go by. It's like freezing to death a little. Like if you, <laughs> if you fight it, if you fight it, then it doesn't. But otherwise, it's just kind of like going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, something about the the paparazzi photos um, that that everyone was saying. So it's like, it's like Jane. There's pictures of you sleeping with some guy who is not the guy you're supposed to be going out with. And Jane, you look really shitty in those photos. Like that, like, <laughs> like how bad she looks in the photos. Also, yeah. you're not wearing enough makeup in this sex picture. An underwear <laughs> shot and I'm a little ugly. <laughs> well, everyone mentioned that, including her. Thinking to herself when she googled her name, so. Well, just I mean, she must have looked really bad. Is all I can say, right? Like, <laughs> like they can like see her like her third arm or something coming out of her stomach. Yeah, but you know, maybe she fucks like an ugly girl. Yeah, generous. <laughs> Can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely gonna stay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> 
right. How about this? Uh, if uh, if Trevor from Pop TV wanted to film your every move, would you do it? He kind of reminded me of the man behind the curtain. I was wondering what he was going to do, but he only showed up. I thought he was, I thought he was going to be the villain. I thought for sure that Madison was too stupid to be the villain. Because, <laughs> but Trevor was only in like two chapters. That's know. true. And and I thought Veronica Bliss was going to be the villainess, you know? And it turns out she's just running a publication and doing what she does. So really, the villain is the Hollywood machine. I, oh my God. I can't believe you both thought there was going to be a villain. Like, you were reading this book going, <laughs> plot's going to happen. I know it. There's going to be some sort of epic struggle between good and evil. Everybody knows I'm eternally optimistic. I was hoping something's going to happen. <laughs> um, I think you guys might have had a pretty different reading than I did, but Gabby, <laughs> Gabby, the stupid one who doesn't say anything, she was actually the mastermind. She was the mastermind. There's mine had an epilogue after the after they go to Mexico oh, where it's just it, yeah. Gabby's like uh, in a chair with a with a, a snifter of brandy and like petting a cat and like <laughs> she's like just as according plan and, and then we get a little review a reveal from like all the times when it was they thought she was dumb and it like cuts away to just after that scene and she's like you know typing in some GPS coordinates <laughs> yeah <laughs> her face no. opens up and a little tiny alien runs out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be a usual suspects ending. It would have been nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was definitely as non existent on paper as she probably is in reality. But Honestly, I was a big fan of Gabby. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. she, was the, she was the Hunter Simpkins of, uh, of, of this book, <laughs> yeah, too. Exactly. I don't know. She seemed really good natured, and everyone just crapped just <laughs> on her the whole time. <laughs> Um, so like you know she'd be just like you know staying there and it's like she's like she's not smart but like you know if she had like some kind of Asperger's or something like that it's not her fault you know so like <laughs> she just has she's just hot with Asperger's and like people are like making fun of her you can't just give people learning disabilities just because you, <laughs> you want to like I, them more that's not fair but she does the same thing every day wakes <laughs> up takes five drinks goes to the spa takes another five drinks <laughs> Time travels a little bit. She's dancing on a table. She goes to sleep. That's that's how she fits herself into the world. Yeah, no, dr- drinking was was her coin collecting. I think was was why. There's so much alcohol in this book. Yeah, yeah. they drink. They drink more than than most normal people, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never say no to a martini. They have Bellinis. They just like vodka so anything. many. Yeah, vodka anything. <laughs> I, uh, that sounds like a challenge if I'm a bartender, but whatever. <laughs> I actually really was confused on Bellinis because I, I, I saw t- some Top Chef and they mispronounced the word Bellini to be Bellini in Top Chef. Oh. And so I thought they just meant little tiny pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait. Bellini is a, is a champagne uh, cocktail. Here, oh, here's yeah. a vodka Wait. and pancake batter. Okay, no, so that was the thing though. I, and when I said that, it was like, so it, it, it's champagne, it's like peach, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so so when they described it, it was like she admired the peach color of her bellini, which like doesn't really feel, <laughs> seem fair to like to describe it that way. It's like I, she admired the orange color of her screwdriver, or like the um, no no the white color this of her is white actually pine. this is a good point because I did notice that she has this really like the Sweet Valley High School way of describing the way everything looked like red couch, black mic, tall man, glass window, tall guy. <laughs> It was like, of course it's a glass window. Of course it's a. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was like it was like an OCD kind of thing where you had to like you know touch everything in the room before you can go on. You know. 
Yeah, but there is that school of writing, and I think that's one of the one of yeah. the kind of it's almost intangible, you know. But it definitely adds to the dumbness of everything. <laughs> it's also the amount of words that were placed said also kind of pointed to a thesaurus. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jane intoned. You're like, <laughs> no, you didn't intone anything, you whore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, something completely different. So at one point, they are when she's on a date with the man whore, uh, they were coming up with their porn star names. Because uh, uh. that was really <laughs> clever when we were in second grade. And yeah. uh, But I thought we should have our own. In, uh, instead of porn star names, we should all have official read it and weep on air personality names. And uh, the way you create, of course, an on-air personality name is by taking the first name of your favorite character from anything we've read or watched, and then the name of your least favorite thing that we've read or watched. So mine would be, like, Charlie Cougartown? <laughs> Charlie Cougar, exactly. That's what we'll call you. And I am Alice's hair going rogue. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of sad, actually. I want her hair to stay... To, to, be always right to, to not cross the border into Michigan, please. <laughs> you want it to be Alice's hair left behind? Because I'm okay with that also. <laughs> so, Kate, do you have a name? or? Yeah, I can yeah. think of one. How about High School Musical Scarf? <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of people who have that wound, absolutely. <laughs> say my name, say my name. No one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. You ain't running game. Say my name. Hey, yeah, so there's this moment where um, it that happens from the show. So you guys watched all four episodes, maybe? I watched the handles. Yeah, I watched all four. But okay, so so nothing happens. If you think things happen in this, <laughs> if you think things don't happen in this book, nothing happens in the hills. Like uh, nothing. It's, no, she, the, the, they they called Lauren Conrad to be the the bland center of reason. I think because <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, the people around her are batshit stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she's not that smart either. Like, yeah, being smart by comparison isn't always the greatest thing. Yeah. <laughs> you're being compared to yeah but yeah. being stupid compared to Lauren Conrad is also not a good compliment so. <laughs> that is a bad a dark place to find yourself <laughs> um, I actually had I don't know, Heidi kind of endeared herself to me in, in, in the hills honestly in the, in the, in in the first way? episode because <laughs> like if you don't blame someone for being stupid then it's kind of like oh she's trying so hard to like get by in the world and she's just so ill equipped for it <laughs> It's like how we love... Like a little baby bird. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a one-legged little baby bird. Like... Exactly. It's just, and and, and she, just, she just wants to be loved and, and, and famous. And, and it's... She, she, I cannot it's just, believe this, that Heidi Montag brought out your maternal instincts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's just like I feel bad that she is in charge of her own life. <laughs> oh, Heidi, wanna... if I touch you, your mom will never take you back. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what spencer pratt said uh, boom but, okay i guess what's so bothersome to me about heidi is not that she's just an idiot which she is but that she's also like she has zero work ethic she's an entitled idiot yeah that's i think that's what bugs me which is probably also yeah. not her fault for a lot of reasons but blame the parents on this one i mean all of these people probably have that sort that like 
I'm pretty, so things come to me when I, I without me trying. <laughs> I'd come to her without her trying that hard. Oh! <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, I, I really, really wouldn't. <laughs> no, you, you said it, you have to do it now. <laughs> the universe is going to bring her to you, you can't help it. Oh, no. <laughs> I said I wanted no Heidi Montags, damn it. <laughs> This is me, and I'm kind of a nerd, but I would like to see the reality show of the tech people on the reality show. Because in the, the the tech guys are all really badass. They were like, tell me the brand of your bra, and I know how much weight it can hold up for a mic pack. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> they know their shit. They're like, I, yeah. I know 34 places to conceal a microphone on your body that'll still sound great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, awesome. and then like, the cameraman actually may, might have a shot with Scar later on Yeah, as yeah, well. Scar wanted to bang the camera. Let's read that book. <laughs> that means Mark. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would totally see, like, you know, behind the hills, like, kind of VH1 style where, like, or not VH1, that's that's an interview segment with the stars. I, I want to see, like, the making of, you know. Yeah. I you mean, see... you want to see competent people do their job well? Yeah. Guys, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying about all reality TV shows. I can't stand shows where it's just dumb or normal people doing normal things. Like, that's not interesting to me. I want to see highly competent people compete against other highly competent people, like Top Chef. You know, I just want everything to be top chef. Didn't you just moments ago confess to watching a lot of Biggest Loser recently? They're really good at losing weight. They're really good at Really? You know, uh, You're all say... going to defend this show to me? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't even feel like I have anything to say. If I, I don't think we could be friends anymore. <laughs> what, that you I were watched never Biggest... friends. That <laughs> <laughs> I watched Biggest Loser recently? Um, no, you're all three really into this show. No, I don't I'm, actually like Biggest Loser. I don't think it's. I think it's not fun to watch. But it's it's kind of fun. It it, it should be one hour and have two hours. But yeah, it's two hours it's long. Two hours. Needlessly, what they do is they have this weigh-in where they weigh everybody to see how much weight they lost, and it's like this suspenseful random numbers flash up before the real number flashes. And they have <laughs> music building. I think there was one time where there were six ad breaks. In order yeah. to weigh everyone. Wait, there's a scale that generates random digits on the way. No, to it, it's like before you know, it's, it has the right one. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of watching it's like needle, 100, just 200, 175, 120, 80, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> what a great scale. No, it's awful. Yeah, and so it takes like you know whatever, like an hour to weigh everybody after they do all their little challenges, and they're like, man, working out sure is hard. And then uh, you know. Then, then you learn who goes home. Oh, guys, guys, how about all right? So, so uh, a spinoff of uh, of the LA Candy reality show, uh, the biggest gainer. <laughs> so, like the girls try to get as fat as they can, eating and out, still like, be largely accepted in Los Angeles. Yeah, right. Like, how fat can you get? They actually uh, had a reality show like that. There were two guys competing against each other. Really? Yeah. Guys get fat. <laughs> um, oh, so what, wives. What <laughs> okay. It's a good thing we invite people on this show so they can have, they know about popular television. <laughs> I feel like, yes. Alex, you could just like have a conversation with somebody who watches TV and it would do the same thing. I don't know why we're putting this out with an iTunes feed. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make everything unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> why are we editing your education, dude? <laughs> yeah. like, like the random number generating scale. This is how I like to go about <laughs> things. <laughs> we don't go from point A to point B if we don't have to.
Alex, I, I spent three hours listening to the book, two hours talking to you guys about this, and then like another five hours uh, editing it afterwards, just so you can find out what's on TV. You could just buy a TV and watch. The TV. <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard of this this periodical called TV Guide? <laughs> no, I mean I think you guys are missing the point that Kate would not talk to me if I wasn't if there wasn't a chance that a thousand other people would hear it. Mm, oh, that, that's, true. That's, I need that's to. Pretty, I, I, I want to be I'm famous. Seducing bad. people onto my show with famousness. <laughs> And we can't pay you have to get paid in fame and, and sex. So. I'm willing to take one for the team on that one, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, how do we get paid in sex? Or when? <laughs> you haven't been utilizing the process, right? No, but from who do I talk to about this? <laughs> I feel like you have all the tools There's a woman in HR, have... but don't get confused about her job. <laughs> She'll help you figure out what you're doing wrong, but she, she's not the one who's going to sleep with you. Well, that doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> She's a human resources professional. How dare you? <laughs> she has a degree in library sciences, all right. <laughs> in office management. Anyway. Can I ask you guys what a puggle is? Yeah, it's Actually. it's half pug, half poodle, I believe. And a beagle. Puggle. Oh, but yeah, half beagle. Half, yeah, that's right. Why? Yeah. Did you see that, a New York Times story about a dog that sniffs for bed bugs? Oh, no, but I would love one of those. However, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually mentioned in the books. Yes, yeah, did. they were talking about dogs, and she was like, I don't get one of those genetic freaks like a puggle. Really? Genetic freaks? Breeding dogs together? She's All domestic dogs are genetic freaks. <laughs> How dare we selectively breed dogs? Also, uh, <laughs> isn't the pot calling the kettle black on this one? <laughs> It's not like this was like a glow-in-the-dark cat or anything. This is just oh. a pug and a beagle fucked one day. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, okay. Do, you, do, you, do you want a glow-in-the-dark cat? Oh, wow. Do I have to choose between the glow-in-the-dark cat and the dog that sniffs bedbugs? No, you can have both. Yeah, we, why don't we have a glow-in-the-dark cat that sniffs bedbugs? Oh, well, that's easy. But then, because it's a cat, it's too snooty to actually kill the bedbugs. Yeah, it won't, it won't do it. It'll just turn up its nose <laughs> at him, yeah. Yeah, I guess that was, like, the one thing they could give a cat genetically that it wouldn't be able to help but do. <laughs> but here's the real question. Is it glow-in-the-dark cat or pan-dog? I think you gotta go pan-dog. <laughs> no, I'm going with glow-in-the-dark cat. Really? Sorry, pan-dog? <laughs> it's a dog bred to have a, a panda-like marking, so it looks like a cute little panda. Oh, dog. that would be cute. <laughs> <laughs> Does this exist? Is this a thing? <laughs> it's way better than a Dalmatian. Oh my god, Pandog does look like a Pandog would. <laughs> did you just look it up? I did. I want you to right away. Um, I kind of want to see a, a Dogda, uh, which would be a, a panda bred to look like a dog. <laughs> would it still have, like, teeth and claws and bear-like size? Yeah. And would it also refuse to spawn to save its species? Yeah. Um, it would spawn on your leg. <laughs> Yeah. Freeze on. Freeze on your leg. <laughs> Freeze on your leg. <laughs> I think we are using this incorrectly. <laughs> I don't dog. care. I want a bread-shaped pan dog. <laughs> what is that? Like, what, you sick fuck? You're going to slice it up and make a sandwich? No, I'm not going to slice it up. I just want to smell like bread. Yeah. I want dogs <laughs> to smell like bread. Is this a problem? <laughs> Alright, well I guess it's time to do a second compliment and get out. 
so we like to go in reverse order for compliments. So, Kate, you have no time to think of your compliment. Please say one. Yeah, okay. I will say that this book is not bad for what it is. <laughs> a bad book? <laughs> if it's you not like, bad for a bad book. If you like Babysitter's Club, middle school dances, or listening to people under the age of 17 talking about themselves, this is the book for you. <laughs> but you could say that about everything. You could be like, well, if you want a book that's bad and full of shit and tells you lies about the universe, you'd love The Secret. Hmm. <laughs> I like how Kate's like, oh, I, that's, I never considered that. Maybe I would The Secret. <laughs> Maybe I'll go look at that, yeah. <laughs> if you like scales that don't go in order, you would love Biggest Loser. <laughs> but I mean, no, you would love the shit out of you. Uh, yeah, you really would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, Chris, that makes it your turn. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed the ending, which we talked about a lot as not <laughs> being an ending. Because if anything, I did not want to see anything wrapped into a tidy little package with these people or a happy ending. <laughs> I wanted to see these people fail spectacularly, and I think this book left us on the road to that. So I can just dream a little dream, and all of a sudden everybody's out of a job and, you know, <laughs> trying really hard to make rent in L.A. You know, Chris, all you have to do is wait 20 years, and these people will have serious issues. Yeah, I can't be held responsible to pay attention to these people for the next 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ezra, what do you have to compliment at the end of this book, besides pan dogs? <laughs> oh, you stole it. <laughs> okay, so I, I think there might have been a little bit of winking at the camera uh, at one point. What camera? It's a book. Right. <laughs> Touche. I don't know if Lauren Conrad realized that uh, as she was... Uh, <laughs> she was winking in a random direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wrote this book entirely by winking. <laughs> uh, so, so the big plan that, that Madison has is to... Um, pull Jane into a, a sex scandal and so uh, no one will love her anymore and so she won't be famous and Madison will get famous instead. And, and I, I think there was kind of an appreciation of, of just how stupid Madison was because clearly she did not understand how fame works in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be, because I, I think for the record, sex scandals will, will really not make you disappear off the face of the mat. No. You'll probably uh, skyrocket to the top of all the papers. And just the fact that Madison didn't understand this, I think, was was a, a delicious irony. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So my, my minor compliment is that, uh, I guess this is another taking things literally, but at one point, one of the characters was really upset about having to wear a bathing suit to a photo shoot, which is, heavens, <laughs> I thought I was on this show for my brain. But then when she sees the photo, the actual photo, the way it comes out, she's kind of pleased, and she says, it looked less slutty and more tongue-in-cheek. But uh, can't it be both? <laughs> <laughs> there were definitely two issues I had with that. One was the color choice, like really pale yellow, light blue, pink, and black. Like, <laughs> it's Easter and a goth girl. Like, <laughs> Don't worry, it'll fit your personality. <laughs> the other issue was the one part where like, they were having um, candy in their mouth, and one of the girls says, Get it? LA candy. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to get. <laughs> That's it for our show. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us today. We, next week, 
if you join us again, we will be reading the first approximately 12 hours of Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Oh, God. Alex, we are not friends anymore. <laughs> Never friends. Uh, actually, we're probably going to do about the first quarter. I think we're going to try to finish it in four episodes. This is officially a challenge, so we've decided we're going to go both as bad as we can go in terms of novelization and writing, but also this is really, really long and dense and uh, terrible, so... We're challenging ourselves. This is going to be epic. So join us for the first quarter. You can get the... I, I'm, in fact, it's probably the book is too long to get the whole thing with your free book from Audible. But you can get the abridged version for free. So again, audiblepodcast.com slash readitweep and you can get a free audiobook. Alex, why can't we do the abridged version? <laughs> we had a discussion about this on Facebook and one person agreed with me that it would be cheating. So we're not going to do it. <laughs> Damn you, one fan. <laughs> Facebook, the arena where everything is solved. Way to go, Zach. No, I mean, so somebody who's abridging the book is doing Anne Rand a favor that I don't think deserves to be done to her by distilling it down to just the things that are important as opposed to... I mean, the point of the book is that it's way too long for her one philosophical essay. And also, I'm afraid it would miss some of the rape scenes. And Wait, there are multiple rape scenes in this book? Yes. Oh my god. And they're an important part of the philosophy. Spoiler alert. Okay, let me, Alex, let me just give you an analogy for this, all right? Yes. If there was, say, some sadistic uh, torturer mm-hmm. who had 60 different tools of pain, all right? Yeah, yeah. Lay down for me, and you were tied up, all right? Yes. And then someone came out and took away three quarters of those tools of pain, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Would that person be doing you a favor or be doing the torturer a favor? Well, it's a... <laughs> well, if, if as if as you know, victims, it's also our job to have an engaging and occasionally hilarious podcast critiquing, <laughs> reviewing torture. torture devices. Yeah, exactly. See, now you're just being like Jane in the thing because you've already signed up for this. Are you really expecting me to feel sorry for you? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm gonna be like Scar then. I'm gonna be like. Look, maybe this wasn't that good of an idea. I'm, I'm going to be addicted to everyone. Well, in, I think Kate has a point. You know, in signing the release, you're also signing away the right for us to feel sorry for you. I, this is I, bullshit. I, you can't sign that away. <laughs> I am not asking anybody to feel sorry for us. I'm saying that for the purpose of us doing this show with intellectual integrity and also purpose of making more episodes out of fewer books, we're going to do it. Uh, I think we should. I think we should do the real one. That's it, Alex. I'm I'm quitting the show. I'm gonna write um, an LA <laughs> podcast uh, <laughs> on what really goes on behind this. You're officially working on your spinoff show. That's just about Ezra. Yeah, and my, uh, my my clothing line. Uh, and Alice's hair going rogue. <laughs> You're going to be very famous. Anyway, I suggest that you all read along with us for the entire thing. Or get the oh. for free. Uh, the hardest part about this is going to be finding guests who are willing to read even one quarter of a 60-hour book with us. Yeah, or finding time in the day. <laughs> Here's what I'll offer you, okay? I'll offer you, I'll read the first quarter of the abridged version, and then I'll fill in the rest of the hours with anything else that you choose. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really that you don't care that you're listening to 63 hours of something. You yeah. just don't want it to be 63 hours of Atlas Shrug. Exactly. No, I, I think I can handle anything else better than this. The fact that you would say that means we have to do this, and this is this, awesome. come on. This is what you said about Twilight. Like, there's no way you guys are getting me to read more than half of that book. Yeah. This is episode. If we did. Of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well. This was fun, guys. I want to thank you. This was actually 
a lot less painful than the other one, possibly because I only had audio and not visual. Nope. <laughs> Did you just watch half of one episode of Beautiful Life last time? Or Vampire Diaries? Yeah. Really? This was worse. This <laughs> or this was less bad than half of Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yes. I, all right. Um, Kate, is there anything we can plug for you? I've just moved to Brooklyn, and uh, I'd like to pimp myself because I don't have a job. Okay. So, if somebody in New York has a job, all right, contact I'd us. Like we'll it. put you through to Kate. Yeah, Perfect. and also, you know, if you're in Brooklyn and you see Kate around, she's awesome, so be friends with her. <laughs> be nice to everyone named Kate in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's an important thing to do. Also, if you're not in Brooklyn and you'd like to uh, read her, she has a uh, often funny, revealing blog that also has includes a lot of pictures of her head and its changing co- hair color. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I highly recommend you read that. It's at uh, Jap- Japan, Gia2, J-A-P-A-N-G-E-A2.blogspot.com. And there'll be a link to that in the show notes, as well as a link to every Kate in Brooklyn. So um, <laughs> definitely, definitely check that out if you want. Ez and Chris, thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Kate, thanks for joining us again. We will have you on again soon. Oh, I'd love to. Excellent. Uh, but not for the Atlas. Thing, not for right? Atlas, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> soon, but not that soon. All right. Uh, anyway, and uh, my name is Alex. Thank you again. Uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Oh, okay. What uh, noise? What was that? Was that Band-Aid being ripped off of someone's face? That was someone tearing a muscle during the clean and jerk portion of the Summer Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>